Knights HQ, brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Highly skilled labour hire and real-world training for engineering, trades and construction. G'day, folks. Welcome to episode 13 of the pod. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. We are coming to you still via Zoom because we're in the bubble. The bubble at the back end of the season. The Knights have got a little bit of a roll on, so we're pretty keen to get a few guests on and talk about that. We are also living the life being in the bubble. It's got some challenge, but our big shout out and our thoughts go back to everyone in Newcastle and listening around the country that's in lockdown. We know it's tough times and we are very grateful for what we have here on the Sunshine Coast and some of our guests coming in today will be in Newcastle. We'll speak about the challenges and also tell you what is happening here on the Sunshine Coast. We've got a couple of young bucks today, but before we do that, I want to introduce a special co-host today. Macca, Alex McKinnon, one of the sharpest minds in rugby league. We're lucky he works in our recruitment team with us here at the Newcastle Knights. Highly respected media personality and he has a challenge. He's got three kids, including twins, so he will know what and appreciate how good sleep is right now. Honoured to have him on Knights HQ, and he'll give us a window into our recruits today, one being Dom Young and also Bailey Hodgson. Now, Macca played a really important role in securing, particularly Dom, so we're really interested to see what these two boys are all about. I'll paint you a picture. They're both around 20, if not younger, They're both very exciting talent from England, coming through quarantine to be here, but that's about where the similarities stop. Because one's 200 centimetres, six foot three, 107 kilos, very big strapping centre. The other bike's 182 centimetres, 85 kgs and a cheeky fullback. So they are very different. So today on the Knights HQ, we're gonna tell you all about them and find out what it's like being part of the Knights. Before we get into the show, we're going to announce our fourth winner of the $50 Knights Shop Voucher. Congratulations to Marcus Sierra. Marcus, you've won a $50 voucher of the Knights Shop and are in the running for a signed 2022 Knights jersey. Keep an eye on Instagram DMs because the club will be in contact shortly. We'll be giving away another voucher and the jersey on the next podcast. It's super easy to enter. You just simply subscribe, rate, review the podcast, shoot us an Instagram message with proof, and you'll automatically enter the running for the Knights Shop Voucher, as well as that wonderful jersey for next year's 2022 jersey. Both the winners will be announced at the start of the very next podcast. So, let's let it rip. Be quick and grab an official O'Neill's fan pack with all of your favourites in one convenient bundle. Pack includes a Knights men's away jersey, navy media polo, training t-shirt, lightweight jacket and more. Buy online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Only $199.95. You save $265.05. Hurry only while stock lasts. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Well, as I said in my intro, I'm really honoured and stoked to have the brilliant mind of Alex McKinnon joining me as a co-host. And Macca, welcome on board. Thanks for your time because you've got a busy household. Yeah, it's all happening in the Lambton McKinnon house. It's been pretty full on. Full on, mate. This must be absolutely grand central this afternoon because you've got Harriet, the three-year-old. She's probably helping out with the two twins that are now about four months old in Audrey and Violet. How's it all going? And how is Tegan holding up? Tegan's holding up. She's going good, mate. She's a trooper. And Harriet thinks she can help, but I'm not sure if it's actually helping or hindering, but at least she wants to get involved, mate. She's starting to get her head around having the girls here now. So, it's, yeah, 
pretty special, mate. We're very lucky. Well, it's nice to see your face because you're back in Newcastle. We're doing this via Zoom and I'm in the bubble on the Sunshine Coast, so it feels like we work in totally different stratospheres. Yeah, it is. It's been very interesting. Um, I've got a little bit of a heads up to it last year, how it kind of ran, but it's just a little bit different with you guys being up there. But, yeah, we're having a bit of success, mate, so that's all that matters. Yeah, great segue, mate. We're having a lot of success, six from eight. Uh, four in a row. How are you viewing the Knights' performances of recent times? I think it's a it's a funny one to view. I suppose, obviously, I work for the club, but I'm also a fan as well. And I've been a fan for the club probably ever since I finished playing in 2014. And it's been interesting times, obviously, losing a succession of years, but now coming into, I suppose, semifinals last year and positioning ourselves quite well to do it again this year. So it's really funny when we are winning the way that we're winning and there's some frustration that comes with that. But then also underlining that, we're getting the two points and progressing and accomplishing the things that we want to. So it's funny that the better you get, um, the more wins you get, the more expectations there are from fans and sponsors and staff, I suppose. But um, I'm sure the players are the same, but it's quite a unique situation, but we're very lucky to be winning. Yeah, it's a really good point because I know the coach has spoken to the team because we're a little bit not excited is the word I would say that mm. after the recent wins and he said to them, hey, this is finals like defence. I'm really pleased with that. We'll tinker with our attack, but yeah. it's very Newcastle-like. It's gritty and it's tough and, and we're getting the job done where in the past we're going the other way at this time of the year. So you've got to take those positives and rise with them. I can yeah, completely agree. I think if you look back or three years or so, maybe two years before Adam come, probably our attack was one of our biggest strengths. I know with Brown, we moved the ball really well. But we just couldn't hold our points. And we didn't play that gritty style of footy with 20 minutes to go when it was really under pressure. And I think that's the style of footy that Adam's brought in. It's definitely in his personality and it's definitely the type of coach that I think he is. He's a very steely coach. And I think you're starting to see that, particularly when the club's been under a fair bit of pressure the last six to eight weeks when we needed to win. It's not easy to attack when you're in those positions, particularly when you're under pressure to make the eight. And I think that's once now we're four points clear of being in the top eight, sitting at seventh, you'd like to see over the next few weeks, hopefully a little bit of pressure comes off and we can start to play some footy. We cast our mind back to round 22. It was a really pivotal match. It was an interesting one. We had a double header at Redcliffe, which has been rumoured to be one of the expansion uh, clubs mm. in the expansion ground. It was a yeah. very unique day. There was games on before, sharing sheds right next to the Sharks. It was a nail-biter, but at the yeah. back end, the boys got it done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think if you look back at that game against Cronulla, we started the game on fire with a really nice try in the left-hand corner. And I think in, in, in that game particularly, there's a lot of little snippets that you could take out of it and show the team to learn from. There was a set after the first half, going into the second half about maybe the second set where we played really fast and then shifted the ball to Bradman, I think it was a really good clip of how we're going to play or how we should play and trying to get back and continually showing the boys those pitches. I think it could be really beneficial for them. I mean, I'm sure that there was also some looks of that in the Dogs game where we, in patches, played that style. And I think the boys are starting to get to understand, okay, that's the way that suits us because you need to look at it as well, mate. We've had a lot of changes in our team, particularly our spine, and, they're feeling their way as well. Um, you see games where Mitchell has dominated before without Cliff there and without a dominant six with Kurt last year. I think Mitchell's starting to get his head around, okay, how to play with Cliff and how to bring him into the game and Kalen as well. So it's quite exciting once you can get all those four players humming them and, and playing the way that they want to play. Speaking of that round 23 clash against the Dogs, it was one of those ones that the only thing you could do is go and put in a hard performance and come away with the points. We hadn't had success at Seabus before. It's a bit of a trip down. 
The boys left at 9.15 in the morning, went to a local yeah. hotel and treated it a little bit like a finals macker. So they yeah. got there, relaxed down, got massage, and then come over to the ground pretty late and went and got the job done. And Gee, I thought there were some great performances from David Clemmer, Cliff, how did you see it? Yeah, I agree. I think each week somebody else is standing up. I know Clem really loves to play that leadership role and he loves responsibility. And I thought he played really well without Daniel there. I thought it was, again, patchy in some senses, but still some really good sense of football and how we want to play. It's always interesting playing against those teams that are coming last because you've got everything to lose and obviously two points to gain. But sometimes they don't defend the way that the good teams defend. So it's very hard to be strategic around how to attack it. Sometimes they defend individually and they come out of line and they there's a lot of effort, but it's not very structured. So it's hard to play against. They get a bit of confidence up and they start to play like an NRL team, but they are. Um, you start to get a little bit scared because you don't want to lose it. But yes. I thought there was a time there where we kind of, Cliff got back to running and a few of the, the, the important moments, like, for example, a couple from Connor that got us back in the game. I think, again, there's some pieces to take out that to continue to build. Also a great debut for Jaira. That was really good to see him uh, get his opportunity out there. Yeah, I agree, mate. It's a funny one with all those young kids, and I'm sure we're going to get two on here in a minute, that are young players in our club. They're just not getting the footy that they need. It's, it's funny because your age doesn't stop. So even though the football stop, you're still getting older. And the expectations and pressure on yourself is still getting – it's it's starting to build. And then when you're thrown into play NRL, there's an expectation that you can deliver. It's a lot of pressure on these kids at the moment when they're not getting the footy to improve and get better and get feedback. So particularly in that competition phase that Jaira played on the weekend, it, a lot of pressure on him, but I thought he looked good out there, mate. I thought he looked big and athletic, and I thought he added a different dynamic that we don't have. And I think um, with a couple of players leaving – um, at the end of this year, someone like him and the way that he plays and his power and speed is quite exciting that uh, hopefully the fans are going to see a lot more of that. I thought his first touch was outstanding. It was real Newcastle-like. It was tough. It was a good play of the ball. And it was a fair way to meet the NRL for the first time. I agree, mate. I, again, he didn't play a heap of footy last year. Everyone knows he's done his Achilles the first day of preseason this year. And to be finishing the year like he is right now with an NRL debut, I think it's a massive achievement for him. And he's one of the hardest workers. He's one of our strongest, most powerful players in our club. And I'd love to see him get better in more time because I think it's a real testament to him to get back to where he is and then put himself in a position because you've got a lot of young kids in that squad at the moment that aren't playing and their job is to elevate the standard and the training standard for the for the team. I mean, to go against them and obviously he's doing something right there for Adam to give him a gig. I think you'll see the name on the of much more in Knight's colours and it was really good. Another debut, Todd, that's the most we've had since 2016 and I think Adam's done a great job of showing faith in those young fellows and not borrowing players from other clubs and really, you know, instilling the faith to bring them through and they're getting the job done. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard gig for a coach to debut young players and because, again, there's that expectation to win and expectation that they're going to they have to do well. Um, obviously, a rugby league tragic. I was lucky to have a coach in Wayne Bennett who was really experienced and I watch him so diligently on how he does things and particularly if you watch someone like him, he's, he's really good at bringing young players into the game. And I think for Adam, it's, this is his second year of coaching. Like, he has so many responsibilities and so many things to learn and that he wants to get better at. And, and you only learn these things by doing it. Him blooding so many players this year, there's going to be things that he takes out of that opportunity and those experiences that he's going to learn and do better, which is exciting for the club because we've been able to win while we've debuted players. And also most players that who have debuted and played multiple games have played well. 
So it's not like you've, we've thrown any players out there and gone, gee, he's not up to it. There's always something that you can take out of each player that's debuted that you go, gee, that's promising. Gee, we could build on that. This is without no reserve grade this year, particularly in this situation. So um, another full preseason for these players. It's quite exciting where the club could be next year. It's also exciting for your department, yourself and Clint Zammett, the head of recruitment. It's a little bit of a shot in the arm. You have to take that along the way. Yeah, definitely. I'd get nervous though, mate, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a bloody roller coaster because, you know, and there's so many elements to a player playing well. And it, to see Jairo get through the other day, I was really pleased. And there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of pressure on some of those young kids at the moment when they're not playing their footy, but the expectations for them to deliver is it's, it's still there, mate. It's professional footy. You've got to deliver. So it's a really important for their character to stand up, particularly doing things away from the training ground and being really professional is going to set, I suppose, set them apart when they get their gig and also next year, how, how they apply themselves. Wonderful scenes at the ground. He had some family there and prior to the game, we sent some messages in. So thank you to all the Omasea family and the more extended family around the country and overseas as well. And uh, we look forward to uh, that continuing and in the future they get to see him play live. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll do a recovery report. It's a bit shorter at the moment, which is really pleasing. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Support the red and blue and stay safe with the Knights reversible triple-layered face mask featuring breathable material and a comfortable nose wire. Available online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. My co-host, Alex McKinnon, giving us a great insight into what the lens is like when we watch these young blacks debut and stay with us because we've got some exciting uh, young talent coming up. Before we do that, each week we do a recovery report. And I've said it each week, it's got shorter and shorter to the point a couple of weeks ago, the whole club was available except for arrested Jaden Braley. They are excellent signs for any club heading into finals or potentially finals. We're nearly there. We can nearly talk about it. Uh, we have got a couple of big ones, though, that uh, Daniel Safidi uh, has an MCL to the knee. He's about two weeks into that. He's responding to treatment really well. He's trying to get back at the back end of the season. The ideal setup is that we get to finals and that Daniel can play in the first week of that. So that's exciting. Unfortunately, Lockie Fitzgibbon's out for the season. The shoulder injury just couldn't quite heal. And he had a few issues with it this year. So they've gone in and done the surgery. They've fixed some stuff up there. And he'll start next offseason right on the right note. So whilst it's disappointing for Fitzy now, We'll see him at the start of next year. And, Macker, I wanted to ask you about, while suspensions are a real pain in the neck, there's another way to look at it. We lost Frizz for last week's game. He gets to freshen up. And now Clem gets to freshen up this week, along with potentially Daniel back. It's not so bad the big boys getting a rest at the back end. Completely agree, mate. I think you saw Tyson come back after his ankle and probably play one of his best games. I think it was his second game back from his ankle and he played one of his best games that he's played this season. And, and then obviously uh, Clem getting a, a massive stint last week with Daniel out. And then Jesse Sue and Jacob get a bit more time this week and we get the blood of a few more players as well. And this is all well and good as long as you're winning. What it does is if, if we push into semifinals, You've got players that usually are only getting 25 to 30 minutes playing a bench role. You're getting those players playing extended minutes and they're going to be match fit. Guys like Brody Jones, Chris Randall gets a stint now. Jesse Sue's going to play longer minutes. Barnett's playing longer minutes in, in, in a different role. Connor's starting and playing more extended minutes. So these guys that are usually in a rotation, those experienced players that when you are missing certain players, their role is adjusted. And I think it can be only beneficial that when you get those healthy players back, they're going to be fit and ready, as well as the other players that have played that, I suppose, expanded role. 
Fantastic insight there from Macca. We'll take another break. On the other side of the break, it's time to get down and dirty with two young blokes. Their birth date is ridiculous. We'll talk about the other side of the break. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Purchase a 2021 official O'Neill's Heritage jersey online from the Knights Club Shop and go into the draw to win a corporate box experience for you and nine mates at the first home game of the 2022 season. Keep your order number and complete the form on newcastleknights.com.au to enter. Competition closes 7th of September. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. I'm genuinely excited about what's to come. Nervous. Because uh, we've got a couple of young bucks in the uh, Zoom. We're coming to you via the Zoom. And we do thank our friends, Maxwell Recruitment. They have been our friends all the way through there. And training, they're highly skilled labour hire and real world training for engineering trades and construction. It might be a nice start, actually, with my co-host, Alex McKinnon. You've had a fair bit to do with Dom Young, who's on with us, and also Bailey Hodgson joining us. What trade do you think you could see Big Dom at six foot three doing if he wasn't playing rugby league? We spoke about Fennies before. I reckon Dom would be good on the door at one of the clubs. <laughs> a bouncer. Getting rid yeah, of people. I reckon I'd do the job there. Like Stick that. to that scene. I reckon Bailey might be selling tickets, uh, getting people in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, okay. How does that go, Bales? No, nah, it's fine. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, you, you adjust to anything. There is some similarities between you two, all right? So I said this in the intro. You both come out. You Well, Dom, you've just turned 20 but Bailey you're still what 19 in September is that right yeah I'm 19 in September yeah all right so that's similar you're both English you both come out and you've gone through quarantine you both went from the winter into our very hot summer but then it stops Dom's six foot three 200 centimeters you're 182 centimeters and 85 kgs and you're yeah. both pretty laconic but you're very different characters <laughs> Dom how would you Describe Bailey. We get we get on really well, even though we are pretty different, which is which yeah. is good. But I'd probably say special, <laughs> special, special. Oh no, you get to hit one back across the net now, Bales. How do you describe Dom? How do I describe Dom? Depends how you put it, really. Big. He's big for a start. Yeah, he's enormous. But, um, yeah, <laughs> nah, we get on really well. Alex McKinnon. How do you describe these two? So give him a bit of footy, and then give us a bit of life uh, description of these two. I suppose footy wise of only been able to watch Bailey through tape and then obviously during pre-season watching him as the first real chance we've got to see him. He brings a lot of energy to a group from someone who's on the outside viewing. He's very infectious and he can bring a lot of energy, which I think is really important, particularly up there in that environment you guys are in at the moment and particularly going forward with the way that the fullbacks play. You know, I mean, look at Pappenhausen and Tedesco and that you need to bring energy and you need to get in the game. And I think his personality is that type of player. And I think from Dom, I think he's obviously... He's a very confident person. He's obviously quite big in stature, but I think one of the things that I've seen from Dom definitely in the games and whether it's New South Wales Cup or NRL or at training, he's able to respond from adversity. And I think there's been some times at training or in games where he's made an error, but he's been able to bounce back with confidence. And he's definitely got some moments, some big moments in them. Both of them do, particularly Dom. Some reserve grade games this year, he's been able to pull moments out. And what I mean by moments, I mean by games and, and things that other players can't do. You've got guys like Latrell and those type of players. They're moment players. They mightn't be in the game the whole time, but they're able to pull out big opportunities. And I think with those players, if they can get more consistency in the stuff in between, you start to create a bit of a superstar. So um, I think both, both of these two boys definitely have both of those traits. But like I've said to you before, it's really important that they start playing some footy and unfortunately they can't do that at the moment. But a full pre-season would be really beneficial for both of these boys. 
uh, particularly when they didn't get to do it this year. Just a bit more background as well. Both signed in the top squad for three years. A big opportunity, big decisions to make in life. Both hit the ground really well here with the club. Dom, I'm going to ask you about this because your journey started so young. If my memory recalls, 17 when you debuted in the English Super League. Am I right there? Yeah, yeah, 17. You know, that's three years ago. Gee, you've, you've had a journey already. Tell us how you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's been a pretty long journey. It feels it doesn't feel that long ago, even though it's been three years. But yeah, since I've got out here, I'm enjoying everything and it's going really well, yeah. An interesting and question, Dom, I'd like to ask you, mate, because I'm just starting to think myself. How, how many games in those three years do you think that you've played? I mean, the last two years I've played pretty much quite a few games obviously I only played the two Super League games I played a lot in the low like the academy and stuff so actually last year I wouldn't have played at all due to yeah. COVID so yeah the, the last couple of years have been pretty frustrating obviously I got a bit of a run this year yeah the last couple of years I probably haven't played as much as people would in the seasons from my perspective as someone in recruitment and obviously development playing is so important yeah. and it's crazy to just see both where both of you boys are both at at the moment with limited games and you know what I mean so it's really exciting to see I suppose the future and what, what holds for you guys. And, and Hodjo, the same for you, mate, because uh, you had a knee injury that you brought and you too, you debuted it, I think, 10 days after your 18th birthday. For, for uh, Cassis, yeah, right? it was 10 days after my 17th birthday. Oh, uh, you're 17th? Um, yeah. So I just turned 18. Um, so I think it was a few weeks after when I debuted. So it was a bit tough because that was sort of my first game back in, in around a year and a half from playing any games. So obviously due to COVID as well. Um, so yeah, it won't um, want the best sort of build up to it, but after the game, it was it all went well, apart from the knee injury which I came over here with. And let's just reset for our listeners. And of course, we're, we're on the Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights, brought to you by our friends from Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Our special guests are Dom Young and Bailey Hodgson, with Alex McKinnon, the co-host. Boys, I want to ask very quickly about that. I'm going to get Macca to speak about Dom. Bailey, tell us about how you ended up playing for the Newcastle Knights. So I think it was when I was either 16 or 17, I think Clint, the recruitment guy at Knights, mm-hmm. he, uh, he saw a few of my games and then sort of got in contact through that. Um, he was sort of speaking to me about like different things, various things, and obviously I didn't, didn't want to put my mind to it too much I wanted to just see how it all went and after sort of a year or so I was still talking to him and he was like he'd like me to come down to the Knights and obviously jump on the top 30 contract and sort of see how it goes so yeah it was sort of from just from them England games when I was 16 it went through there played academy for that year and then yeah came over in uh, November time this year It's quite remarkable Maka take us through the lens of how you found Dom and what you've seen in him I just remember watching him in the it's like a I suppose, a state of origin match that they play over there under 18s. I think it's Yorkshire. And who was the other team you're playing against? Lancashire. It was just, a, obviously, there's a lot of good players playing in that game. I think Harry Rushton's down at Canberra at the moment. There's a couple of other players that from that game are playing first grade um, in the Super League. And it was just a really big match. And I was really impressed with, again, the moments that Dom had in that game. And it's from that point that I got in contact with his father and kind of went from there. So, Dom, tell us about... It happens all pretty damn quickly, to be honest. You come out here and it's one of the hottest days in the whole summer and you come from an English winter to quarantine and heat here and next minute, you're into it. How did it feel? Yeah, it felt pretty pretty crazy, to be honest. Like, it all happened so fast in the pre-season. Obviously, you you see all these players on TV back home, all the big-name players, and, and it's pretty surreal when you're actually getting there, training with them day in doubt. 
So yeah, it's, it's all pretty much a blur. Even when I look back to preseason, like how fast everything went and stuff. But um, yeah, it was really good for me. The Knights HQ podcast is brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training, providers of engineering and construction labour to the hunter for over a decade. Last year alone, they supplied over 210,000 labour hours with zero lost time injuries. They're also the industry's only labour hire provider based in the region with a registered training organisation on the same premises to improve safety for workers and clients. For highly skilled labour hire and real-world training in engineering, trades and construction, check out Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Well, now we've done the easy stuff, boys, because footy's easy. Now I'm going to find out a little bit more about you too. So we'll start with Dom. You lived with Macca for a while there. Now, he's got the twins and Harriet, so there's three kids. Surely to goodness you're number one on the babysitting list when you get back from the bubble, the Sunshine Coast. Is that right, Macca? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mate, to be honest, Harriet loved him. Like yeah. he, was staying in, he was staying in a granny flat at the back and every time he'd walk past, Harriet would be set, like, oh, he's Dom. And she, every time he'd say good, she'd say goodbye to him. And um, it's funny, mate. Like she watches, I watch, obviously watch the footy at home on the TV and when Dom was playing, she was going crazy. She loved it. And it's pretty funny, mate. Like it's a, it's a very different experience, obviously having a player stay with you. But yeah, it was obviously very respectful he was. And my daughter and you know, family, yeah, obviously loved him. Are you entrusting him with babysitting? Going to slip out for dinner with Tegan? Is is he right? Will he be okay? Maybe if Bailey's there with him. Oh, <laughs> but how would you go with that? Because you're a bit of a you, you've been very popular with the kids here in the bubble. Yeah, no, nah, I reckon I'll be good with that. Me and Dom would do a good job there. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> mate. Let's can I just mention your hair there, uh, Bales? Is it got lighter up here in this Queensland yeah. sunshine? No, I'm not sure what it is. It might just be the lighting in the room, actually. But, sure, there's um, no, there's no. Nah, it's getting a bit long at the minute. Who's the hairdresser internally because there's a lot of different I hear Tyson Frizzell's cutting yeah, there's hair. there's a few. That, there's a few people. Yeah, he's, he's the apprentice at the minute with Star, so I think he's just learning. So but Star Star's the man the, barber. He's the main man. He's the main Frizz, one, yeah. Yeah, one one culprit, I'm going to say, would be uh, Bradman Best hair. That's Tyson Frizzell's work. How are we rating that? Yeah. No, nah, I reckon it's good. There's a few views circles since I've got to Australia, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A few different ones. I'll let Bailey decide A few different that. ones. <laughs> Look, don't go anywhere, Bales. We've had a few challenges already nah, with yeah. you and, and your technology, mate. I don't want to... Well, well, speaking <laughs> of challenges, mate, you've had some challenges since you got here. Are, are you all right? Because the keys have been a bit of an issue. There's, there's been some chat around the keys. Lively debate on WhatsApp. <laughs> are you all right? Yeah, no. Nah, I, um, I think my name just gets thrown in the pot now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. anything... Anything that I do is missing. Um, I think the boys just try and um, jerk around and put my name in there. But usually it's not me, you know. You don't mind putting the jukes up, though. You get, he gets into it, Dom. He doesn't mind stirring up the possum and the cheeky little fella. Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> Bailey, you scared the absolute living out of me the other night. It's pitch black. You're cruising down on a skateboard. And I must admit, you looked a little unfamiliar with that. Is, is, is that something you'd be familiar with? Yeah, no, nah, the skateboarding's new. Uh, I've sort of just, yes. I, sort of, I think I had one when I was younger and maybe skated on it a little bit, but yeah. it's new all up here. Um, obviously, because the resort's so big, it's just a good little way of transporting it. So I'm sort of learning on the go at the minute. There's been a few incidents, but not many recently. <laughs> Let's not share too many of those because uh, Adam O'Brien and the medical team are probably listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dom, 
on a rating of one out of ten, ten's good. How are you rating Bailey on the skateboard? <laughs> no, I'll give him a, I'll give him a five. I've seen a few falls to be fair. I've witnessed a few falls. So. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, uh, also, Bales, how have you gone with uh, a couple of the local um, reptiles around the place? You had a friend wrap themselves around the back uh, porch. There, oh, yeah. The yeah no, that Tell us scary. about that. Yeah. So I sort of came in my room. I think we just finished pool or training and I came in the room and obviously on our little patio outside of our rooms that we've got, there was just loads of people stood outside and um, taking videos of sort of my patio area. So I was like, oh, what are they doing? So I just sort of let it slide for a little bit. Four or five minutes went by and I still looked outside and it was, all, it was all there still. So I sort of opened the curtains. It was just a massive, I don't know what type of snake it was, but it was, it was huge, just sort of slivering around um, where the chairs and table was. Were you frightened? Yeah. Yeah, I was scared. But obviously yeah. I quickly locked the door and then it was fine. But usually <laughs> I leave it open so have it could have easily got in. Have you opened it since? <laughs> oh, no. I've been keeping it locked. <laughs> Dom, there's, there's kangaroos in the backyard, there's possums, there's all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, you bumped into the local? Yeah, it's Aussies. pretty crazy, isn't it? I've never seen um, any kangaroos or anything like that before. But yeah, it's pretty cool that they're just in the resort, just bouncing around. You literally open up your back door, Mac, and they're sitting there. The bush turkeys will come in the door if you leave them open. So it's a great experience for these young blokes to see what Australia's really like. I'm sure it is. Hey, Bailey, I'd love to ask you a question, mate. Look, Obviously, you're not yep. playing at the moment, and there's some bloody good fullbacks in the NRL at the moment. Do you, do you get to watch much of other teams play, and what fullbacks are you liking? I'm liking all the top ones at the minute. Obviously, Tedesco and Trebojevic are killing it at the minute. I was hoping to be able to get to a few of them games when we're actually playing against them. Up here, obviously, yeah. it's easy because we all go to the games and get to actually um, watch yeah. them all close up on the sideline, so that's been good. Yeah, definitely Tedesco, Trebojevic, Galen. So, yeah, always looking out for them and watching them. It's an incredible position, the fullback position. I think there's just so many good ones. Even, I think, uh, uh, the fullback from Canala, Will Kennedy, is someone that's really developed a lot over the last, I suppose, year. And one of the things that I, I always say about fullbacks is the amount of touches that pe- players get. And you've got guys like Tom and, and James Tedesco, the, the amount of touches that they're getting in a game is quite incredible, to be honest. You're getting your mixed shoulders with a few of those blokes around the place, I and mean, we're right next door to the Roosters. Are, are yeah. you bumping into any of them around the place, Bales? Well, my neighbours, Jared, Murray Hargrey, so And then I think oh. on the other side, another one of the Roosters players, I'm not sure his name is, but I think I'm literally on the Roosters' wing at the minute. All Might Roosters players, except for me and, me and Tex at the end. So, yeah, um, we're li- literally in and amongst them all. Might have been his snake, Bailey. What do you reckon? Yeah, put it there. Put it there. <laughs> well, we've got a couple of people who have pet snakes. I think Clem's got a pet snake and one of our assistant coaches, Eric Smith. Don, would you be someone who'd want to keep a snake as a pet? Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, I'm not really a fan of um, snakes. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, that would be me. Yeah, I can't, I can't see either of you wanting to do that. What, what's been the most frightening or startling thing about being in Australia? I'll start with you, Bales. What's really jumped out of you and thought, wow, that's different? Well, I think at the start, every single spider or sort of bug like that I saw, I thought was like quite dangerous. Um, but <laughs> like, I think everything's sort of blown up a portion a bit when you're in England. Everything you think over here is going to be deadly and stuff, but it's not really, you um, sort of realise that when you get here, but definitely probably the snake um, the other day, that's, that was pretty scary. What about you, Dom? Yeah, I don't know. I remember one time when I went down to Newcastle Beach and then I was at training the next day and then people were saying that there was like a shark near there or something. And I, and I remember just thinking, that's that's crazy. Like, I was just there the other day. What about, you've been out and about uh, driving. I've got to ask you about driving because it was a fairly tough start for both of you. Am I right in saying you're both 
can drive manuals before you come out here, but the automatics is a bit of a challenge, or, or is that a myth? I think it's a myth for me. I think I'm, yeah. I, I did drive manuals, but I'm, I'm super automatic. I think Bailey's all mad. The troubles of the cars. Tell us your <laughs> troubles, Bales. What's real and what's not true? No, I ain't got any. I haven't got any car troubles. Yeah. I can drive both, but obviously at the start, it's a little different. It's like driving a go-kart when you get an automatic, so it's just stop-start. <laughs> so obviously it took a little bit of time to get used to it, but no, nah, I'm all good. I've just had a few hiccups I say, yeah, in the car. So. Bumps along the road. Well, up, yeah, yes. Yeah. Segways in now. Up here we've got four vans, Macca. So they're big vans, like 12-seaters. And these two have been out cruising a lot. I know Coolum Beach. I've been spotted at Coolum Beach. It's a bit of recovery, boys, is it, down there? Yeah, just a bit of Always recovery. Up, just yeah. seeing what Sunshine Coast has done for, I guess. <laughs> the, the recovery must include shirts off, Macca, because they haven't had any shirts on Coolum or Noosa Beach. <laughs> oh. Is that right? <laughs> no, nah, that's right. Yeah. I think Bailey's that's been feeling himself a bit lately. Getting the top off, putting in a bit of the extra. Check his Instagram. Now we're going. There's some good banter now. Have you found the spot? Let's say someone said they could fast forward 20 years, you settled in here. Where would you live here on the Sunshine Coast? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably around like the Noosa. Noosa. We went there Mm. the other day. That was that was pretty nice. Nice. Um, Dom, you'd be Uh, in Noosa as well. This is a good spot. Malula Bar, I like as well. Oh, yeah. Just finally, what are you missing most about Newcastle? Because you only just got a little bit of it and then, well, you got a bit of it and then you had to move on. What, what have you liked and what are you missing? Probably missing um, missing some of the boys the most, probably, back home. Obviously, we have a, me and Dom have a real close group, close group of boys back home, so probably missing them a lot. Obviously, my family as well, they're back there. So, yeah, apart from that, yeah. Just probably the people, probably the people back there. Just to jump in there, because your whole family have moved over, Bale. Explain that to us. Yeah, so I think my mum was trying to get an exemption for around, what, four or five months, and then finally she managed to get one, and so they all managed to be able to get out of here. So I think it was around uh, two or three months ago that they was able to get out. So a bit of a crazy move for them lot. Um, especially for for them all to come over, my little brother and sister as well. It's been pretty crazy, but um, they sort of just started school now, so they're all... Um, they're really enjoying it, especially my little sister. She's always out and about. She's probably got into the Australian lifestyle. So, <laughs> Well, a, sh- a shout-out to them and everybody else back in lockdown, back in Newcastle. What about yourself, Don? What, what's really jumped out about Newcastle in your life? I, I, I think I just like the lifestyle there. I mean, everyone's really friendly there Like when, when, you, when you're out and about. and Yeah, it's just it's really laid back, which kind of suits me. I'm pretty laid back as a person. Um, and, yeah, obviously the boys, like Bailey was mentioning, we've got a pretty tight group there, so I'm missing all the boys back there. And Maka, what's the tone like from people? I suppose it's hard because you're all in lockdown, but you, you can still get a bit of a sense. Are they missing having the lads around? I mean, it should be our last home game against the Titans this week. It's very quiet, mate. Even getting out and about, if you go and pick up a takeaway coffee or anything like that, there's not much energy around the town, mate, to be completely honest. This time of the year, it's starting to heat up a little bit. Um, you start to see people getting down to parks and stuff like that, which creates a really good energy. But during the week, it's a little bit flat. I know the role that rugby league plays, and particularly the home games. You definitely, I live near the stadium, mate, and you can feel it, feel it, feel it build as the as the day comes closer to playing. And particularly at this time of the year, you'd be getting around 20,000, 20, 22,000 at the stadium. Um, people will be loving it. So it's a bit flat here at the moment, to be completely honest. Um, but there are there's been some good good weather in that as well. So I'm sure it won't be long. Hopefully we get get out of this situation in a couple of weeks, but we'll be in finals then and be able to go to the pub. 
I can smell September, and September means finals footy, and let's hope uh, the result looks after itself on Thursday night. Boys, we're going to take a little break on the other side of the break, and a little fast five with you. Thanks to Dom Young and Bailey Hodgson for joining us, and our co-host, Alex McKinnon. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Back surely. Support the red and blue and stay safe with the Knights reversible triple-layered face mask featuring breathable material and a comfortable nose wire. Available online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Welcome back, Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Co-host Alex McKinnon and the special guest Dom Young and Bailey Hodgson. All right, now listen, I'm meant to do... Macker and I are going to ask you the questions, but because it's the first time I've had Macker as a co-host, I'm going to ask all three of you the questions. So the first thing that comes into your head so we can get to know some insight as well. I'll start with you, Macko. The favourite thing to do in Newcastle? Oh, great question. I just love the coffee scene, eh? Um, yeah. Yeah, going down the beach and sitting down with mates and having a coffee. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of friends and family and past players that I've played with in this town and you've all got busy lives and it's always good on a Saturday or a Sunday morning to jump down there and just see people. The energy's pretty special in this place, so that's probably the main thing I like. Dom, your favourite thing to do in Newcastle? Yeah, I'd probably say the same, just getting down on the beach with your mates, having a coffee and whatnot. Um, you don't get the opportunity to do that too much back home, so yeah, definitely <laughs> enjoy that when I go to Newcastle. <laughs> what do you got, Bales? Yeah, probably the same as Dom and going down to the beach and stuff, going to the cafe. There's a few nice spots around the beaches in Newcastle. So, yeah, just doing that, chilling out with family and friends. All right, we'll go back. One, with of, it. one of the things, Frankie, that always amazes me, mate, is going to a game day. As a yeah. player, you don't really get the sense of the experience of it because you're in your car and you go straight in the back and you go out and play and then you go home and. You kind of miss the build-up and you miss the, I suppose, people leaving at the end of the game and being a fan and going to the games that sense of energy in the event, something which is pretty special as well. Yeah, it's a great lens. Look, you know, we've got a record membership this year and over 21,000 and you can really feel that energy that you speak about. It's a really good point and something that's quite an honour, I imagine, to wear that jersey out at at home at McDonald Jones Stadium. All right, I'll reverse the orders this time. Bale's your favourite movie? We'll go like a nice comedy like Step Brothers, something like that. Yes. You'd be very good in that, I reckon. I reckon you could actually do Step Brothers too. Nice. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Don, what have you got, mate? Favourite movie? <laughs> the one I've watched the most, probably Happy Gilmore. I could watch that. I can keep watching that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Two crackers. What do you got, Macca? I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, hey? Are you? Yeah, love my Harry Potter. Love Notting Hill. Great movie. Yeah, that's uh, that's more my go. You know, I went to a Harry Potter fancy dress for my nephew's 21st birthday and I didn't know one of the characters or one of the words they were talking about. It was totally foreign to me. Yeah. But uh, big Harry Potter fan. Okay, Mac, I'll back to you now. Favourite team outside of the NRL? Well, I'm a San Fran 49ers fan. Is that oh, what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I've been supporting mm. them for 10 years now. I just love it, hey? Good, eh? Dom, what do you got outside the NRL? Um, well, I'm a Chelsea fan, so yeah, I'd go Chelsea. Chelsea, nice. I go for Dallas Cowboys in the NFL, so yeah. I've been starting watching that over here a lot more, so yeah. I'd go that absolutely one. love to go to Dallas to watch a game live. That'd be sensational. I've been there, I've been there, Frankie. I've been there. <sighs> You've done everything. Myself, really? Myself. That's cool. Yeah, myself, Dane Gagai, Robbie Rockow. Went to Texas for two weeks. Special? Mm, very, very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm going to do that one day, mate. All right, Dom, what's your favourite drink? I'll go lager, I'll go beer. Yeah, right, eh? I like Still, that. We just, 
don't give Steel City any more plugs. Still, I'll give Steel City a mention, yeah. Steel City's uh, great. But, hey, Mac, it's popped up. We've seen it around the place. The, 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 the convoys arrived, so Denny Badiris has been good enough to bring some. Bali, what's your favourite drink? If we're going drinks, I reckon chocolate milk. That's like my guilty <laughs> pleasure. So, yeah, literally yeah. any time I can get my hands on that, I probably have that, yeah. So you'd be missing that at the moment. Well, now you're getting out, you're getting it again for the first yeah. few weeks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Maka, what's your, what's your drink, mate? Oh, a nice lemon-lime bitters. I'd be happy with that. Oh, an alcoholic one or a non-alcoholic? No, uh, non-alcoholic. I'm not a big drinker, mate, to be completely honest. I'd, Aren't you? Yeah, okay. Uh, I probably haven't drank, drank in about a year and a half, to be honest with you. Wow, that's good, especially through COVID. All right, boys, we're nearly there. You can tell, you can tell I'm not an NRL head coach or, or a coach. <laughs> yeah, you're not, not doing the long edits. I'm sure you're still doing the long hours. Uh, yeah. All right, boys. Bailey, who was your hero growing up? My hero probably growing up was uh, probably my uncle. I always looked to him, uh, looked up to him as a young kid. I would say I used to go to all these games, watch all these matches uh, when he was playing at Hulk AR. And then when he came over here, obviously really inspired me. And I've always looked up to him, yeah. yeah he's been great for you too, mate. Helped you settle into Australia as well. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Obviously, when I've been a bit homesick and stuff, I've been just going down to Canberra, especially the first few months when it gets hard, being away from family mm. and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been really great. Very special man. Obviously, great to have someone like that in your corner. Dom, who's, who was your hero growing up? Well, I definitely looked up to my, both my parents a lot growing up. But, um, yeah, I'd say my dad helped me quite a lot. He's given me quite a lot of good advice and helped me along the way and kind of... I mean, he's basically my, my, my manager, so, yeah, mm. he's, he's, he's been big for me. And he was awesome in the videos on your debut. I really loved your family videos that got sent through. Macca, what about you, mate? Who's your hero growing up? Oh, it's a funny one, mate. Like, I obviously love my rugby league. I always get asked this question. Mate, to be honest, a lot, a lot of role, I had a lot of role models. Sounds really weird, but a lot of the um, first-grade footy players in my local town were, like, really yeah. big role models for me obviously my father was a massive inspiration and role model but yeah the local footy team to be honest like I had lots a lot of different leaders I had a lot of success when I was coming through as a, a young kid and I'd, I pretty much grew up in the, in the sheds from like one years old like I was always around it um, used to go to training three times a week with them get home about 7 38 o'clock as a young kid and just had some really good men that were a part of the club and had a lot of success at that time. And I learned a lot about what a footy club's meant to look like and the role that I suppose a footy club plays in the town and the effect that it has. And they were really caring and they looked after me a lot. So um, I think, yeah, the local community really. Makes perfect sense. And your great mentor, Wayne Bennett, grew up in my country town of Warwick in southeast Queensland. And he often speaks about watching my father play and the men of that era and how much he looked up to him. So that's a perfect footing. No wonder you're in love with rugby league. To, to finish out, we're going to do a, a health and fitness philosophy brought to you by Balance Collective. Have you got one for us, Macca? What the outlook for people for health and fitness, a philosophy in that regard? I think routine is really important. I'm, I think I was very lucky that before I got injured, I was a professional athlete and I had really good routine and understand how important it was mentally for you. And after I got injured, having that routine and exercise was really important to me. I know staying hydrated is extremely important for me. I can definitely see a change in myself if I'm not hydrated and maintaining that. But yeah, it's, it's really about you know, routine and hydration, to be completely honest. That's two main things that are really important to me. Dom, a quick health and philosophy tip? I'd just say consistency. I think just sticking with something and even when you're, you're not feeling up to it. And if I think if you if you still get something ticked off, you always feel better for it. So I think consist, consistency is definitely key and, and just sticking with it. Great. Bales, what do you got, mate? Um, yeah, I reckon definitely just to have a routine in place, just to make sure you stick to a certain routine, even if it's a small time period you've got to stick to. Um, just ticking off little goals, stuff like that. 
Great to have Bailey Hodgson and Dom Young on today. We appreciate it, boys. Good luck for the rest of the year. Get through uh, lockdown up in the Sunshine Coast and we look forward to catch up with you soon. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Be quick and grab an official O'Neill's fan pack with all of your favourites in one convenient bundle. Pack includes a Knights men's away jersey, navy media polo, training t-shirt, lightweight jacket and more. Buy online at shop.newcastleknights.com.au. Only $199.95. You save $265.05. Hurry only while stock lasts. Welcome back. Knights HQ, the official podcast of the Newcastle Knights. Well, like the season, we're well and truly into the back end of the podcast. In fact, penultimate round tonight, a really big game as the Knights take on the Titans. And uh, Alex McKinnon, my co-host, the, uh, this is, is pretty simple. It's a must win. It's great to keep momentum. Six from the last eight, four in a row. Uh, this is a good challenge for the Knights. Yeah, it is, mate. I, I think you need to be winning coming into finals because essentially you want to win when you're in the finals. So coming up against a Titans team, that's they're desperate, mate. Um, we haven't had a good record against them in the past, to be completely honest. And I think the boys would, regardless of where we're sitting on the table, I think they'll take this one against the Titans a little bit personal, to be honest. They throw the footy around a lot of the times, and we've had trouble containing that. I think we're much better uh, structured in defence now, particularly the work of Anthony Seabold and Eric Smith in that new defensive structure. I think Bradman Best highlighted by that. He really seems to have found his groove. What, what is it that you think it is with the Titans that they've thrown at the Knights in the past that we've struggled with? Yeah, well, I think it's, um, I suppose we've struggled to score points, um, mm-hmm. and we haven't started our games well enough. Yeah. We're probably comp- um, compounding errors, and then they they throw a couple of points on us, and it kind of doesn't kind of body goes to goes to crap. To be completely honest, so yeah. I think for us, uh, to be honest, my, to think about it, I think we've matured a lot as a team as well, and I think our end of tackle sets have really improved with Cliff and, and Mitchell, and I think there's a little bit more stability there in the past than what we've had. So I think that's a really important thing to focus on, particularly leading into some important games is really finishing your set in the, in the best position that they can. And I think if we're able to complete nice and high like we have been, I think if Cliff and Mitchell are able to get the polish on the end of the sets, I think we should put ourselves in, in a good position and not put ourselves under pressure to score points. Does the fact that it's nearly at the back end, does it, how much does it weigh in your mind and how do you shift that mindset to know you just need to get the two points this weekend, knowing the enormous prize it is because if they win, the Knights uh, move into finals for sure. I think it's exciting, mate. I think I can only think from past experience I played in two final series and you feel an energy like, you know, and like you start to feel it start, you know, when you're in Newcastle, it starts to warm up and the sessions aren't as big because you've got a couple of niggly injuries and you're starting to really break down, okay, we need to specifically get better at this and that. And there's a real energy. You know, I mean, you can see the end particularly when you go through the middle of the year and you carry some niggles and you're up and down. It's, it's bloody tough sometimes and it's cold, so it's hard. You should be excited. I don't know. I'm excited now thinking about it, but the boys should be excited. They're in a good position. We're in a good team, so should be excited to get into it. Throw so another dynamic that the boys, I think, have done a great job in adapting to. It's a five-day turnaround. The, their mindset's so much better, Mackie, in not only how they approach that, how they shift it away, but also their make it a strength and have that lighter training load and bounce into their sessions. I've been super impressed with that. And it's another opportunity this week to, to see if they can overcome that hurdle. Yeah, it's funny, mate. I, 
I'm not speaking from a physical performance position, but sometimes when you've got the long turnarounds, yeah, they, they think, gee, you can get a lot more into them here, which is then going to benefit us for when we do have the short turnarounds. And sometimes you go into games a bit fatigued and um, particularly at the start of the game before you get warmed up, you're, you're a little bit tired. And with the shorter turnarounds, you don't necessarily have enough time to jam a heap of long distance or a heap of load into them. So you, you kind of come in nice and fresh. And as long as we're able to, again, start the game really good with a bit of confidence, I think they could really benefit from that short turnaround. Well, we're going to wrap it up, mate. It's been awesome having you on as the co-host. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed the insight into Dom Young and Bailey Hodgson, some young, enterprising, exciting young fellas. I thought they did a great job on their debut on the pod as well. And it's funny, mate, I, I think playing is really important. And I've said it a few times, and you get a bit of confidence out of that when you're playing well. Them boys obviously haven't been able to get much game time, but they've got some exciting talents and they've got some moments in them, hopefully, that the Knights fans can see in the future. Macker will be back in a fortnight when we do our last podcast. Thanks to our friends at Maxwell Recruitment and Training for bringing us this episode and their wonderful support. We, we know that um, they're enjoying the journey with us and we're loving having them on board. If you've got any questions for Macker, shoot them through to media at newcastlenights.com.au. Subscribe, leave a review on Macker. Be honest, give him some feedback. He likes feedback. And uh, jump on whatever your platform is, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay safe there in Newcastle. We know it's really tough back there. We're thinking of you. Hopefully the performance tonight against the Titans can see the Knights get into the finals. We'll be back in a fortnight. Don't forget, it's a final club voucher. Your last chance to go into that 2022 signed jersey. Thank you, Macca. See you in a fortnight. Knights HQ needs you. Rate and review wherever you listen. 